If you wanna catch up and you wanna check in, wanna know what's been happening, come on and pop in, pop in with Matt and Britt. Hey everyone, I'm Britt. And I'm Matt. And welcome to Pop In. Where we talk about pretty much everything, but mostly just pop culture. So what do you want to talk about today? So you and I both saw Stephen King's It Chapter 2 on the weekend, and I wanted to know what you thought about it. I thought it was the longest movie I've ever had to sit through. It was like three hours. It was. It was like, okay, it was like two hours and like 45 minutes, but I don't usually have to take a bathroom break in the middle of the movie, but I was like, I can't do it. I I have to. Two, maybe three. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you're much taller than I am, so like <laughs> you really... walking past the screen was like watching this little hunchy kangaroo trying to get over <laughs> under. Very it was very cute. You looked precious. Besides the fact that it was long, what did you think of the movie? Obviously, we return back to the Loser Club in their adult forms, where they're still dealing with the same trauma in different ways. In the same ways, really. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. <laughs> it was just them as adults. But, like, can we talk about Ben? How he's the hottest person he, I've yeah. ever seen. Also, he's in another TV show that I just what? found. What TV show is he? He's in a Lifetime TV show called Mary Kills People. <laughs> Mary Kills People? Yep. And it is about this doctor, this, like, ER doctor. And she has a side hustle where she offers death help. Yeah, it's for like people who are terminally ill and they want to end it before it gets really bad. So she does this side hustle and he's a detective investigating her. It was the best discovery on Hulu ever. Okay. Anyways, to backtrack. It Chapter 2, I thought, kept pretty close to like the second chapter of, well, chapter, and I use air quotes on that, of the book. Yeah. It was pretty close. I mean, we had the ritual of Chul. You know, yes. our favorite cosmic space turtle. But we didn't actually get to see the cosmic space turtle. Like, I missed that. I wanted the giant turtle. Right. Like, I wanted them to go into that weird macro universe that he, like, lives in and, and like, talk to a giant ninja turtle. That's what I was hoping a for. A giant ninja turtle? Yeah. Like, you know, like a big version of Michelangelo or something from the <laughs> ninja <What>? turtles. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I thought like there's a bit of a strong ask for any movie or for anyone to accept, but I'll give you a pause on that. I want what I want. I can't help it. What about the other actors in it besides uh, Jay Ryan? Like, you know, we had Jessica Chastain as Beverly. She really was just female side character in she her really own was. story. Yeah. She ended up marrying her father. I mean, like, not really, but pretty yeah, much. She, went, she left her abusive relationship with her father and went to an abusive relationship with a very rich man. But, like, granted, she did totally forget her entire childhood. Oh, so, like, she might not have remembered. Think about that. That's actually a really good point. The fact is that they don't actually remember their childhood, so they don't remember their childhood trauma. Right. Just like um, Eddie's character, who went with the, like, wife who was... Essentially just his mom. Yeah, I did really like the scene where we first introduced to Eddie when he is pointing to her. She's like, it rained. And he's like... Like, you might aquaplane. He's like, it stopped raining four hours ago. Right. I... I kind of love that. I love that it was, like, modernized. They... I liked that they, like, modernized it because I don't know how long it's been since you've 
read the book, but literally years for me too. But like brushing up, Eddie was supposed to be a limousine driver. Like that was like his <laughs> adult job. It's yeah. that he like owned a limousine rental company. I mean, and I feel like, like they took liberty with all, almost all of the people of the Loser Club in their adult lives. Well, actually, most of them stayed pretty close. It was really Richie and Eddie that got really off track in a, in a good way because they modernized it. Yeah. Richie, though I would have loved this in, <laughs> in the movie, was supposed to be a DJ. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen, oh, my gosh, what was his name Bill Hader. Bill Hader, yeah. Um, I would have loved to have seen Bill Hader at Coachella DJing on a main stage. <laughs> like like goals and dreams. Really spectacular. <laughs> like in like a white puffer jacket, like really super try hard and be like, yeah, let's go kids. I'm Richie Trash now. <laughs> It'll be like that episode in Rick and Morty where it's like, show me what you got. <laughs> and they just pull out this really weird rap track. Yes. See, I, I want, I wanted yeah. that. Right. And I mean, we also know my other main want. I wanted that orgy. You did want the orgy. Really I wanted bad. it. Because how else do you show unity and friendship? <laughs> Besides I mean, an orgy. <laughs> Literally, the uh, Wikipedia article says, After the battle, the losers get lost in the sewers <laughs> until the losers perform an orgy to bring back unity to the group. <laughs> perform an orgy? I love like, There's so many levels to this. Like, I like that it's a performance. Like, it makes me feel like Beverly was, like, up on that weird little stage that Pennywise did that weird little dance on, and she was like, it's time. <laughs> just like... Held out her arms why, to gather why does it just everyone. Have to be, I mean, okay, in the book it is, but like, why does it just have to be Beverly? Why can't it be a mutual collection of all of Do them? Do you have the sewer turtles? <laughs> oh, the sewer turtles. <laughs> we don't need any more turtles in this movie. Besides the grape store. It's just weird. Obviously, Stephen King's book originally was about the coming of, like, you know, coming, coming of, of age, age, growing into a woman who, because she was afraid of becoming an adult. Right. Which, As they all kind of were. I mean, some of them saw werewolves and mummies. She saw her period coming. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's like, true. In, in differences of being afraid of adulthood. <laughs> she like, was like actually afraid yeah. of adulthood. Yes. Blood hit her in the face from the kitchen, like the bathroom sink. Yeah, spewed out and then Just, almost drowned her. True. Twice. Like, it, girl, what are you doing as an adult? Like, do you not remember? Like how to handle that situation anyways it is weird that i feel like maybe this was a part of the movie that i didn't like that much is that we see the cyclical nature like we see bev in a relationship with an abusive man mm-hmm. we see eddie with a woman who's basically his mother mm-hmm. we see bill with a woman who's basically bev yeah <laughs> but i just feel like Pennywise really needed to up his game on, like, the scare factor because it felt like it was just the same ooga-booga tropes again and again. Like, you know, he showed... And, like, maybe it's because they internalized trauma and then it's, like, you know, it's still there. But at the same time, I feel like you can't rely on the same exactly the same thing to try and scare what's scared as a kid as it was scared. Right. I, I agree. I also love... Okay, so, like, Bev did have the blood thing again as an adult, yeah. but can we talk about her very first 
like adult encounter with Pennywise or it. Yes. As the <laughs> like, well, it's in the trailer, so this isn't a spoiler. But yeah. Creepy old woman. There are spoiler alerts everywhere. Sorry, y'all. Creepy adult woman, elderly woman, which I love creepy elderly woman, and I want to know who that actress is because I feel like I've seen her three times in different <laughs> horror or like when you movies f- be a creepy adult woman. Like she looks like the old woman in the movie. Did you, did you ever watch the movie Legion? I think it's <laughs> yeah. where there's just a bunch of angels coming to kill the next Christ that's about to be born, uh-huh. and she's like, "Oh, your children going to burn in effing hell as she's eating a raw steak with like flies." I remember that because I was in trailers for that movie, but like, I feel like it's the same woman. Which maybe it is. I hope. Maybe is. when you find your when you niche. find your niche, you just live there, like um, the guy who is in all the Conjuring movies. Like, he found what he was good at, and that's where he just stayed. Oh, all the, um, the guy who does all the monster. I think it's the guy who does all the country movies. Honestly, probably Patrick something. He, Uh, um, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson? Who is also, who, like, also is a Tony nominee. (laughs) He's an excellent vocalist, but besides the point. Joan Gregson is her name, the old woman. Ugh. I want to, Joan. I need, to, I need to see what else she is in. Because Joan, I, I want, like... I want your secrets to becoming forty feet tall in twenty seconds. I feel like she didn't do that. You know, one um, can hope because I just I want a couple more inches. I just want to be able to reach the top shelf in my kitchen. That's not gonna happen. Looking at her most, most popular movies. <gasps> what are they? Um, my babysitter is a vampire. Oh my god, I loved that movie! 2011-2012. Hollywood Land. What? Yep. 2006. Uh, the Scarlet Letter in 1995. What? Anna Green Gables in 2008. Jesus. <laughs> Storm of the Century, another Stephen King. Okay. In 1999. Don't Talk to Me, Irene in 2017. <laughs> this woman is a queen. <laughs> Sister Mary explains it all in 2001. <laughs> And Sundays at Tiffany's in 2010. Good. I feel like we're going very off topic with the horror. Well, it, so did it, kind of. It kind of. <laughs> <off. laughs> there was this whole, like... There was... The, the subplot would get the pieces for the ritual felt like it was just time filler. But that did kind of happen in the book. I mean, they didn't have to... It wasn't like a big, like, they have to find the relics. It was just like they went to visit places just to remember it. Yeah. But like to remembery, that's not a word, but whatever. But I'm trying to remember. There was one thing that I read that I was like, what? The little like smoke thing. Do you know that that was supposed to be built when they were children? Mm-hmm. Did you, I didn't remember that part. And so when I was like brushing up on the Wikipedia page, it was, it was like these two young children take strong hallucinogenics <laughs> to make this thing. And I was like, this was supposed to be based in the 1950s. Where did y'all get that? I sometimes, <laughs> as I like read back on Stephen King books that I read, I feel like Simpsons really nailed it in one of their episodes where they were like, "They're scared by a haunted lamp." Ooh, <laughs> it's like you're just pointing at two things now, making them scary. Yeah, like, it does feel a bit that way. Like there's some 
super serious leaps of faith and suspension of disbelief. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. It's just very strange. I also, I missed the subplot of having the spouses in Derry. Because you know the spouses came to like hunt yeah. them down in the book. And I was like, I, I need this subplot. I need this. Yeah, I feel like that was a bit more, would have been a bit more fun. It would have. It would have been very Scooby-Doo-esque. It would. <laughs> I don't know if that's what that need, movie needed. You know, we got there at the Speaking end. Of squishy baby. That's all we, I'm going to say. We needed Squishy Baby, yeah. Squishy Baby. Like Voldemort <laughs> in the seventh movie. And the power version. of words. Words hurt but, too. Like, obviously, it was the beginning of chapter t- of like chapter two in the book. Yeah. Works again. Um, the hate crime, if we want to talk about that. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot because I've been seeing a lot of articles about it. I saw some really weird article that was like, why isn't Penny, like Pennywise, he isn't an ally, he isn't just like accepting of it. I'm like, why did you want the child eating clown to be an ally? Uh, yeah. Like, that's a bit weird, but like... That's kind of like when uh, the Babadook was like a gay pride icon. <laughs> There's many reasons why I think Babadook is a gay pride icon. It has everything to do with Mardi Gras in Australia. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a sacred treasure over there. Do not find me on this. Okay. Yeah, um, I won't talk about it again. I love Babadook. I um, fell asleep when I watched was, that movie the first time. That's really sad. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay we're fine no the hate crime like we we should be laughing at this no i'm sorry so just for context though uh brie and i are both um lgbt i'm Mm -hmm. gay she is bisexual Mm -hmm. so it was a bit confronting to see this and i feel like the end result wasn't even worth what we witnessed like it was from the book but in the book you're kind of getting it from like a police report almost aspect of it like the, the kids being brought in because they committed this murder mm-hmm. and he's been told not to talk about the clown mm-hmm. whereas we just saw 15 minutes of, of two guys being beaten up for being gay and then one thrown over a bridge which is the, this is the first 15 minutes of the movie so it is definitely not a spoiler it kind of reminded me of the the part in the first movie where mike was on the like side of the riverbank and pennywise was just like in the bushes like waving at like a severed arm yeah where it was like what was the purpose of that we've already seen his fear materialize yeah we've already talked about it i so mean it just it felt highlights the horrors of small town which is kind of like the idea of it was that like you leave these towns and you kind of forget about all the horrible things that happened to you yeah. And they'll still be there. But I just feel like that message wasn't really taught, like impacted upon. It's not really there. But then again, is this the type of movie that actually wants to carry a strong moral message or make a strong moral statement? Or is it just a horror movie to enjoy? I don't know. I feel like they just kind of threw it in there because it was in the book. And then they were like, oh, wait, the movie's almost three hours long. We can't really expand on why that's here. We got 15 minutes of it. Like that's a, we did. That's a quarter of an hour of a three-hour movie <laughs> on a essentially a throwaway setup. Yeah, it was very strange. Was it Mike, adult Mike, that saw the balloons afterwards? Or was it just a random, random. person? It was, it was the partner. None of this. No, I thought they. Nope, it was just a partner. Oh, no, Mike did see the balloon. Yeah, the balloons, because yeah. the partner saw the scene. Yeah, yeah the thing. Scene. Which I was like, that doesn't... It finds a red balloon that says, I heart dairy, and I'm like... I heart dairy. Yeah, I heart dairy. I mean, I love a good cheese. Dairy, I don't know. It was weird. 
it was a weird throwaway thing that I was like, why are you here? Would you but I mean, I want the bear. I want that. Again. If I could skip the first 15 minutes. Because it had, no, it had no bearing on the plot. None. There was nothing about it that was like, you need this. <laughs> like, it was just, like, I would just skip the first 15 minutes. And all the weird, like, stuff with Richie. Because it just, you know, where yeah, he was like, weird. it was so weird. Because none of it was explained. There wasn't even flashbacks. We could have had a good orgy flashback <laughs> that explained all of it. The, 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 well, not the, the hate the, crime, the, but the... <laughs> I think it would explain Richie's feelings mm-hmm. and why Richie was, like, why there was all this, like, hidden... Underlying drama. Yeah. Also a lot of fat shaming in that movie. So much fat shaming like, in the movie. It, it was aggressive. I was like... Ben has internalized trauma from being large. But then I feel like that's not a good message. Okay, well, his, so do I, but, the, like, I don't... The way that he overcame it was becoming incredibly hot. And at the end of the day, gay the girl that didn't like him because he was larger when he was younger. Well, we don't know that that's... That's true. ...why Bev didn't like him. I I think Bev would have liked him either way, but I don't think she had any idea at all that it was him as a child. That's true. Because that scene that we both looked at each other and we were like, what? Why is she saying that? Then it turned out to be it. Yeah. So, we don't know. But also, I overcame it by getting a better fashion sense. <laughs> Not by becoming incredibly hot. Yeah. When Pennywise is taunting him, it makes sense. But, like, there was so much peripheral, unrelated to anyone else. Like, okay. shaming that it just made no sense. The first one that pops into my head is when Richie was talking to Eddie. About his wife. Yeah. And he was like, and who married a woman who's, like, ten times... His body mass. But, yeah. And I was like... Why is that necessary? Them eating was like that sudden lunch scene. Okay, but I love a baby-headed scorpion fly. (laughs) The baby-headed scorpion fly was good. It just felt like when they were meeting up and they were like hanging out and talking, it felt very friend dynamic. It was very different from the friend dynamic when they were kids, which obviously they had high school and stuff in between. But it just did they? Did they though? Okay, maybe they did. It just felt very like we have a bunch of 30-year-olds and we want them to talk like 21. Yeah. Not even 21-year-olds, like... Like 12-year-olds again. 16-year-olds who are on a hold of a couple of years. I mean, isn't that what they were, though? Really? If we look at them deeply? No. No. Eh, Well, that's that. I thought it was an unnecessary... Side... Yeah, it was a completely unnecessary thing. Children talk as adults well let's talk about our quizzes that we took right so you wanted us to do a buzzfeed what stephen king novel or movie are you i i think it was aren't they all movies at this point though they they're they're turning into them right but i think it was specifically movie yeah so i did it i can remember what i got not not the reasoning behind it rude you should have screenshotted it like i did but i didn't I love a BuzzFeed. I was a little bit surprised because I felt like I was using a lot of alcoholic (laughs) responses. Were you trying to sway your outcome? (laughs) No, but like the first one was like, what type of beverage would you have? And I was like, well, the alcohol, because it's like, I'm like, if it was peach tea, I would have chosen peach tea. But none of the other ones were like that particularly like 
noteworthy. Mm-hmm. I thought I might have gone to Shining because I'm always on the verge of breaking, having a <laughs> breakdown. Instead, I got Pet Cemetery because I like danger. <laughs> I always come back for more. Wow. I think that was like the, the, the takeaway. From the that. gist. Yeah. Wow. Well, I got the green mile. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what does the green, what does Bill Steve think the psychological underpinnings of the green mile is? Okay. It was sweet and lovely, that smile. Perhaps the more so because it wasn't complicated by much in the way of thought. Stephen King. You're simple and straightforward. Rather than trying to analyze the many mysteries of this world, you prefer to embrace and experience them head first. Okay, I feel like that's given our past 20 minutes of discussion, that is entirely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Except for the orgy, that's that's the one you want to embrace head first. I believe in a loser's club orgy. Okay. I don't know. I I own the Green Mile, but I'll be real. I have never watched it. It is still in the plastic. Right. That is horrifying. Yeah, I've never done anything with it. I've like read like a little bit about it online just to be like, oh, I know the Green Mile. I know it. But like, I really don't know garbage about it, like at all. But there is another horror movie that's come out this year that I love with an orgy in it. What? Yeah. I missed a movie with an orgy. Um, well, it's not technically an orgy, but there's lots of people involved in the story. Okay. It, uh, Midsummer. You lost me. I love Midsummer. <laughs> it was an amazing film. It was Ari Aster's second one. His second film? I think it's his second like horror film. Okay. He did Hereditary, which you, we both watched. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen Midsummer, obviously. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know it. It's about a group of Americans. Of men, course it is. They're yeah, always about Americans. Who go to attend a Midsummer Festival because their Swedish friend Pele um, invites them. Mm. Danny, a college student who suffers from depression, at the beginning of her film, her sister commits murder-suicide with her parents. Good lord. Yeah. So she is not in a good place. We are jumping right in. And that same day, her boyfriend was going to break up with her. Oh, think, he's thinking about breaking up with her. Jesus! And then, <laughs> The boyfriend's not a good person. Okay, let's wow. Pass. Christian in this movie. Oh, I have an ex named Christian. He wasn't a good person either. <laughs> Sorry. Side note. I know very, very few Christians. All of them, okay. Most of them, not. I know it's two. It's a close name, isn't it? Yes, I know okay. two of them. They're both dicks. So, you know, um, she's not in a good mental state. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't really want to be in a relationship with her. And then this happened. He's like, well, I'm stuck with her. Mm-hmm. And for at least a year. Throughout the beginning of the movie where they're still in America and they're talking about leaving on this trip, mm-hmm. you can tell Christian doesn't want this relationship. Like, mm. he, he goes in on checks on her and he's, he's like, oh, you're up. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, he's like, well, I'm just going to go to this party. Like, <laughs> you can come if you want. I saw you probably want to rest. And she's like, no, I'll come. He's like, no, you don't want to rest. Like, you know. And at the party, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to Sweden in two weeks. And she's like, I didn't know this. For two months. <gasps> Could you imagine being in a relationship with someone like, <gasps> I'm going away for two months and two weeks. Bye. Bye. No. Um, and she, she gets invited along, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just like horrific thing after horrific thing after horrific thing. Uh, there is a small orgy. Well, mm-hmm. not orgy. Only two people having sex, but there are. Well, that's not an orgy. But it's. But in the room are like. 15 other women who kind of help. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, I don't know how to preface this, but I don't want to, like, I want you, to, you need to experience this movie on your own, but like, 
and then comes up behind the guy and kind of helping him get in there, like, you know... Oh, my God. And, and he doesn't really, like... At the time, the guy's, like, super drugged out. So he doesn't oh. really notice that these women are here. He just sees this beautiful girl kind of just laid out in front of him. Mm -hmm. And then... This feels very uh, Macbeth in the it's, three witches scenario. <laughs> Go ahead. It's very, it's very culty. They, they, they're mm. at a cult. We love a cult. It, it is very much a cult. Like, And when the guy kind of realizes visibly people in the room mm. is when this woman comes down, she's, like, breathing in his face. <laughs> in time with both of them having sex. No! It, <laughs> And, it's, and like breath is really important about this entire movie, like, and body contact. So like you know, whenever it's time they hug, they have each other's hands on the back of the neck. So it's all about support and community, supporting and dealing with emotion, good or bad, together as a collective. Mm. And it's also about getting away from a toxic relationship, mm. which everyone can relate to, <laughs> unless you're the toxic person in the relationship and then you have a conflict. Yeah, then you don't understand what you're doing. Yeah. So, um, but the wow. music in it is amazing. That sounds. I I did try to look for like um, Hulu or Netflix. I read the like Wikipedia, like glanced over it really yeah. quick because I was like, I don't want. Well, I didn't read the whole thing. I just okay. read the like synopsis because I didn't want to spoil the whole thing because I knew you'd have a very <laughs> colorful retelling of it. <laughs> in fact, factually incorrect. You mean you you might take some liberties. Who knows? I take a lot of liberties. How the thing that okay, so oh. Ari asked obviously a hereditary before. Okay. It just goes off the nutter at the end. Like there's right. floating bodies that look ridiculous and you just laugh. It's so dumb looking. Uh -huh. But you love it. Well I'm I'm a laugher at most horror movies. Okay. Like there's not there's not a lot in a horror movie that like I'm like, oh my god, why? But unless it's like a lot of times, like, indie horror films will go really off the cuff, and I'm like, what? I'm a laugher, so, uh, like... Okay, so, but Hereditary, there weren't that many times you could actually laugh in that movie prior to yeah, the Yeah, that's true. It, yeah. It's just Tony Little Colette being very intense mm -hmm. all the time, which was great. But at the end, when, like, bodies are just floating <laughs> around, and they just float up the stairs to the treehouse to, like, float in front of the new antichrist and everyone praises the bodies like it's just it's absurd and i wanted so when i first saw midsummer now i love it mm -hmm. but the movies i was really angry because i wanted the moment where like the earth opens up and like a demon comes through it's like yes well done you sacrificed <laughs> the american i wanted that moment of absurdity and where everything kind of like isn't about being human it's just about like some weird cosmic force it's just fucking everyone over mm -hmm. but that didn't happen it's just normal people dealing with their emotional problems which you know we should all do from time to time self-care is important self-care is important i love a good self-care day so i don't know because i just added this in later because surprise did you ever get a chance to see scary stories to tell in the dark yes i saw it pretty much the weekend it came out because i loved el torres from Pan's Labyrinth to Hellboy. Okay. I'm not a Hellboy fan, but okay. Well, not the new one. The new one was. I, none of them. I'm not I a fan. Went to the new Are we going to fight now on no. the microphone? Okay, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, the new Hellboy, just. Uh, we'll get back to Del Toro in a second. The new Hellboy, I went on a date to see it. <laughs> Good. We both drunk a fair bit Ooh. beforehand, mm -hmm. and we both fell asleep in the cinema no however as we were sobering up 
So about halfway through the movie, we sobered up. We went to a really late screening. I don't know why we thought we'd, we should go to this movie at this Good time. choices all around. Like, we were two martinis, cosmopolitans, mm-hmm. in with a couple of our drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a drinking problem. I was quickly out of it. No, he's um, fine. He promises. <laughs> but about halfway through, we started sobering up. And, like, I remember what happened at the beginning of the movie. But, like, at the end of the time, but by the time I was on board with the movie... I didn't need to watch the first half of the movie to know what was happening. In fact, it felt like it was completely irrelevant to the rest of the movie. Wow. Love that. So it left a very bad impression. <laughs> and my friend agreed. He'd never seen any of the Hellboy movies before. Oh my god. And I feel like I can't ever get him to watch them now. That, okay, so something like really similar. I went on a date to see us. Okay. And my date fell asleep on me. Back to Del Toro. Yes, I just wanted to say that was a very similar situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw it. It was a kid's horror movie, Mm -hmm. but really beautifully done. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was an avid reader of those books. Yeah. Like, I think I was the only person who ever checked them out of our children's library. That and, like, all the shelves overseen books. They lived in my... Yeah, so all the stories are super grade. familiar. You have all the amazing artworks and stuff. Yeah, the artwork brought to life was alarming. I was like, like good lord. The large woman in the red room, like, mm, like no. her face <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. Same with, like, the, the scarecrow looks kind of cool. I mean, it's, 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 a, scarecrow. it's a scarecrow. Yeah. Um, but... I will say my favorite line that entire movie, and it was in the trailer, was like, "You don't read the book; the book reads you." And I went my two friends Andy and Warren, and I just kind of was like, "And the library is open." <laughs> like, it just that movie. I feel like it needed care because sometimes it was a bit too serious for itself. And the stories are like that in general, anyways. When you read the books. It's it's like one story next to it, you're like, oh my god. And then the next story, like on the next page, is like that girl pops a zit and spiders come out of her face. Well, it was it was a children like you said, a children's horror movie. But I like because I liked the books, I was a little more biased and was like, I love it. I'm like, ah. But I I enjoyed it. But it was campy. So what horror movies are you looking forward to coming out? I haven't gotten around to seeing Ready or Not. Yeah. Which... It's a good thriller, kind of, not really super horror. It's more comedy. Also, I've been holding this in since we first talked about it. It's not Margot Robbie. It isn't Margot Robbie? No. Oh. It is just a girl who looks a lot like Margot Robbie. I know. And I've been holding that in. Just to slam it in your face during this recording. I am so glad you did this. I'm <laughs> so glad you, you decided to embarrass you in front of our audience. Yeah, the two people who listen to this. <laughs> it's us, by the it way. Is. We're the two people it's who listen me to it. At home, um, <laughs> as I edit this part. <laughs> it was a fun movie. Like, it's not a movie that you go for anything. It's a cheap Tuesday night at the cinema. Yeah. I'm going to go and watch this flick. And you leave with an expectation. You go with an expectation and you leave with an expectation. And it's also rated higher than Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Mm, yeah, well, I think that's not hard to do. I, I'm i looking forward to Dr. Sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Another Stephen King. Of course it is. Part of the macroverse, which there are so many now. I wonder why. 
Uh, as for me, I'm super keen to see Lupita Nyong'o in her new film, Little Monsters. Oh yeah. For those of you who don't know, it is a zombie flick in a world that I'm guessing zombies appear regularly because the army's like, do we have fast zombies this time or slow zombies? Mm. But she is a kindergarten teacher or like, you know, primary school teacher at least. Who's yeah. taking a bunch of little kids on a... <laughs> And teaching like them Australian how to do it. outback experience, the like the wonders of Australia where the zombie apocalypse happens and she's just trying to make these kids believe that they're not going to die. Oh my god. And there's this great the, the trailer is hilarious. But there's this one part at the end where she's gone out, she's fought a couple of zombies, she's covered in blood, and they're like, What's that? <laughs> and she's like I got in a jam fight. Oh my god. Don't eat it though. Oh, wow. I love her. What a queen. It's, she's it's amazing. She's hilarious. She's always gonna be hilarious in it. And I can't wait to see this movie. I'm so excited. I watch the trailer maybe once a week. It's a bit excessive. That is really, really excessive. On a small side note, uh-huh. Little Monsters was Howie Mandel's very first movie. In 1989, it's the very first thing that pops up on Google, and it's pretty much what Monster Inc. is based off of. Really? Yeah, he's like a giant blue monster with polka dots, just like Sully. They live in this like weird underside world. He lives underneath Fred Savage's bed. It's a whole thing. It's the weirdest movie I've ever seen. Everyone will know about. You can find it on like all kinds of. I think it's like on Hulu, maybe Netflix, but it is so weird. And I hope that Lupita's Little Monsters is just like it. <laughs> uh, so what is he doing now, by the way? He is doing Deal or No Deal and America's Got Talent. Oh, so his career's over. Yes, just like this podcast right now. Sweet. Well, thank you for listening to Pop In with Matt and Britt. Uh, follow us on our social media. Comment on our posts, let us know what you think, let us know what you'd like us to ramble on about incessantly, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.